0: hi everyone welcome to the koinonia church message library our hope is that today's message encourages you challenges you and brings you closer to jesus we are confident that god's word is living and active and is relevant for us today thanks for joining us enjoy the message yeah that's been our focus in our series for the majority of this fall And I am actually bringing the final message in this series to you this morning. But I'm going to do it a little different. Are you okay if I do a little bit more talking with you than maybe preaching? Are you comfortable with that? If you're not... um, (laughs) No option. Stay here. Stay with me. The reason being is... As I, as I was praying and saying, Lord, what, what do you have for us in this context of being filled? Holy Spirit, how are you speaking to us? We've touched on many areas of where you work, Holy Spirit, from the beginning of time to the present day. And yet, if we don't understand how the Holy Spirit connects with us today then we're going to miss how to walk in step with the Spirit. And so as I, I was always doing some word time over the weekend again, and a phrase stood out to me from 2 Corinthians 3. And it was, the Lord is Spirit. And I was like, whoa, there it is again. <laughs> Paul teaching a church in Corinth, and he said the words, the Lord is Spirit. And many of you probably know the rest of that verse. Verse. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And yet that verse alone stirred me to think, Lord, what was the context around chapter 3? And where it took me to and where I landed was actually a verse that is stirring how I'm going to try and communicate our message for us this morning. And it's this verse, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. I read it. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves have received from God. And I was just stirred by the reminder that our God is the God of compassion and comfort. Is there anyone in the room that needs some compassion and comfort sent their way? That you need to have a heart-to-heart time with this God, the God of all creation, who will comfort you, who has compassion for you and your situation where you are where you are at. The song that the team just led us in of quiet. It's a new song, but was it there long enough on the screen for you to start to identify and say, oh, I can relate to this? (laughs) Look at verse 1 again. Here I go, my mind is racing, and I can't seem to win. Uh, You don't need to show your hands, but is there anyone other than me that experiences that of your mind races ahead? And I wish my mind wouldn't do that when I got up in the middle of the night for natural reasons. (laughs) It then begins to click in and it begins to think and and consider and process tomorrow and the schedule and what was said yesterday and what about... And my mind begins to race. And I'm like, ah. And then the next line in verse 1. And these are crazy thoughts and feelings. It's like it never ends. Do you agree with me? It's like it doesn't stop. It just, your mind keeps going. The next phrase, until you hear, until your voice breaks through my noise. You see, it's, it's our noise, right? It's the noise that we have in our lives, in our world. But until your voice, whose voice is that? That's God's. Until God, because this is a song to God. Recognizing and acknowledging that he is God and how we need to come in some quiet to hear from him. And so until your voice breaks through my noise, and I know, I like this next line, and I know I'm not alone. I'm not alone. How many times did God make that promise to us that we read it in his word? I will not leave you or forsake you. You will not be alone. Um, Somebody do a word study on that today and find out how many times. But God promises not Not to be to leave us alone, but what does he call us to do? We come into the pre-chorus here of the song is, "I'll just be quiet, and I'll let you speak through the actual silence that's there." Sometimes we need to do exactly that—is just kind of quiet ourselves, as Pastor Nathan read from Psalm 46, verse 10: "Be still." And know that I am God. So when we're running about and scurrying, when we're letting our mind keep racing, when we're allowing the noise of the world to keep coming in, it's actually taking the place that God wants to have in our, in our life in that moment. He says, be still. Be quiet. <laughs> he does, actually doesn't need to hear from us of all our concerns and worries and woes. He's willing to receive them, but he actually already knows them. He probably would like us more often to just start our time with him in quiet. Just being peaceful, just listening in for him. Look at the next line. Here I am, no more hiding. You are in this moment. I won't fight it. But do you feel your flesh, the humanity? You're wanting to do the opposite. You're wanting to fight. What You can't calm yourself. And so you're battling what's going on within you by God's calling us just to be quiet. And maybe that's what our prayer needs to be is, God, okay, I hear you again. You said to be still. I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. And let you speak, God, And I'm going to trust you to clear some of the clutter and noise so that I can hear you speak. I'll just be quiet. Look at verse two. I don't need to know what comes next. Tomorrow's in your hands. (laughs) Can you really pray that? Do you believe that? (laughs) I don't need to know what's coming tomorrow, Monday because it's actually in your hand. I'm not real comfortable, God, not knowing what's coming tomorrow. I really would like to know, can you give me just some inside information? But God's calling you to trust him, to be quiet. Look at the next line. I can trust you with my future. Can you say that today? I can trust you, God, with my future because You're already there. You're already in the know of what my future holds tomorrow. I hear your voice call me forward, and I know I'm not alone. Can you trust God unless maybe you're the one in the situation that's told that you need to abandon your home and all your belongings because you're about to be flooded? Can you trust God as long as it's Sunday morning and we're in this auditorium and it's safe? And, but if we go out there and the, the, the current is flowing and the tide is rising and they're told, drop everything and evacuate now, can you still trust God? That's some of the situation for many people in southwestern BC, isn't it? We heard that news this week. Fraser River overflowing, Okanagan Valley... You saw the images on the news. There's believers there who are singing the same song we are, but it's not very quiet for them this week. <laughs> it's noisy. Fifty um, percent of the livestock is in that valley that's experiencing flooding of 50 percent of BC.'s livestock. Devastating stuff, personal losses. Did you just say to them, "Just just, just be quiet.") <laughs> We need to know our God now for when the tides rise. That actually when they do, we can still trust him. The floods of BC are not the first time God's seen floods on the earth, right? Our God knows tragedies. He knows our lives. Let's just pause and let's pray for people in British Columbia right now. Would you just bow with me? Father God... We're reading your words, that you're the God of compassion and comfort. But yet what we see on the screens just in our country alone and a few provinces over is people's lives have been wiped out as far as their belongings, their possessions. Many were rescued, God, from death. But then they faced just horrific situations and and the loss, the the continuous loss, and yet you're the God of compassion and comfort. So we come to you, Father, and we pray for these immediate affected regions, the valleys, the Fraser River Valley, the Okanagan Valley, the towns that are scattered all along, Interstate Highway 1, and all that's transpiring. Those people are waking up still on the same day we are, well, a couple hours behind us, but they will be waking up. And they're still facing the losses of yesterday. And they're turning to you, God, and say, how, how do I, how do I go on? Father, we ask you to reveal your holy presence to all the people of British Columbia today. There's panic. There's fear. There's reactions that are the opposite of trusting you. And so, Father, we come in the midst of our quiet and we ask you to speak loud and clear. Father, you can do miraculous. We believe that. We invite your Holy Spirit to to show up and to speak to the people providing comfort and compassion. Care for them, God, in this time. May they hear your voice and your presence. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to speak to you as well about the direct stuff affecting us. Yeah, that's affecting British Columbia, but they have other stuff affecting them that's affecting us as well. And I think about our past 20 months and how challenging it has been. It has affected all of us one way or another. There's no denying that. Some in more devastating ways than others, but it's changed all of us. And as I talk about speaking directly about it, I'm talking about if you or someone you know has been directly exposed to the virus and you've experienced the physical effects or maybe it's somebody you know, maybe it's somebody very close to you and they have been sick with the coronavirus and Maybe they're still recovering from it. Um, the lat- long-lasting effects are still there, and it's a setback to them, not being able to fully breathe yet, not having memory fully restored yet, um, not having balance fully returned yet. These are some of the symptoms I've had with, heard from some of the friends I've talked with. It's affected many of us with mental stress, emotional uncertainty, um, That's the reality of what the last 20 months have been for many. The pressures setting in. I wonder if, and we're going to pray for some of these matters this morning, but before we do, um, is there anyone here in the room that you directly have had the coronavirus or someone close to you that you know has had the coronavirus? I I do know somebody, and actually I could raise more than one hand for the people that I know. Yeah. Yeah. Would you raise your hand if that person is still in recovery and needs prayer for full restoration of healing and physical strength again? Yeah. Would you raise your hand if you have experienced some of the tensions around whether to be vaccinated or not vaccinated, and your family is experiencing this setback, and you could use prayer for your situation related just to vaccines alone. Is there anyone in the room? Yeah, I wouldn't imagine there'd be a hand down. And then we've got the emotional effects and the mental effects and all that's entailed within what we've experienced in the last 20 months. And we're going to take some time to pray, but I'm not done yet because I want to know who else is in the room, who else is in our overflow in the Impact Center, who else is online with us watching live stream now or later on this week because we want to pray over these situations. Some of you have had to make really hard decisions about your job. Um, Whether to go back to work when your employers were asking you to come back into the office or the shop or the retail location and you weren't sure if you felt comfortable or not. Or maybe hard decisions uh, because of the requirements that your workplace was requesting of you and, and you were like, I don't know if I can comply with that. And then you feel this tension because you wanted to work, and yet you don't know if you can do what they're asking you to do. It was in our local news this week of people, again, losing jobs because of how they walk out their personal decisions and what workplaces are requiring. Maybe some of you have experienced a huge financial setback in the past 20 months. Because, yeah, there was some subsidy last year, but that was last year, and it was a, it was a portion, but not enough. And, and so you were affected, or your business was affected. Maybe you are a business owner, and your business was drastically affected because of the outcomes of what happened in the past year. I know my brother alone and his family were deeply affected by the last 20 months and the business they own. They're in the transportation business, and it went down, you know, last March and April, almost to zero. They are representatives of a family who chose to sell their house to try and keep their business going long enough to get income again. Maybe you are similar, and you're one of those business owners. Or you're just experiencing the tension of trying to work in these times when there is tensions about opinions and ideas. We're going to pray. And if that's you in any way, I want us to pray for you. But maybe you're here this morning as well, and you haven't had any physical illness in the past 20 months. You haven't had financial setback. Your job really hasn't changed a whole lot. Are you a person of faith? I'm going to ask you to join as well and be praying for all that have been affected through this time. Church, can I ask us to stand? Stand with me and let's pray for one another. Wherever God has been leading your heart and life, whatever you've been affected, I ask you just to maybe open your palms and say, oh God, I wish the noise would stop right now. And where your faith is at, I ask you to, to pray for others who are around you. Just pray in a whisper. Pray in a quietness. Pray in your heart. Father God, Father God, We stand here this morning, today, as a church body of Koinonia. And God, we acknowledge that the last 20 months have not been usual and normal. Father, we acknowledge that the virus has affected and impacted people physically. There's many who have had setbacks and challenges God, they have been weakened in their physical bodies. We pray for healing, God. We pray for complete healing of bodies again, in Jesus' name. From the top of their head to the bottoms of their feet, where they're still walking out the setbacks, the impacts. Father, reinflate lungs again. Increase memory and mind capacity again. Father, increase... Um, That The sensors and the feelings that people have throughout their bodies. Father, we pray for healing because of the effects of coronavirus as one physical ailment. Lord, we pray weekly for other physical illness and sickness, for healing to come. God, I pray for the emotions and the mental challenges of what this past year has brought. Father, you are the one who has not given us a spirit of fear. But through our faith in you, you give us a a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Father, you promise to transform our minds when we come and trust and worship of you. When we come believing in Jesus, you transform and you renew our minds. And we invite you to do that because of the effects of the past 20 months. Father, where there is loss, hmm. The verse that comes to my mind is, you are my father who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. (laughs) How real that is for our friends in B.C. But how that translates for other business owners who say, how will I make up for the loss? Where will it come from? Well, God, we bow before you as the, the source, our source. And we trust in you, God. That you will provide our daily bread. Father, you will care for us. Father, open our eyes as a church community for caring for one another, where some have soul homes and, and are in need, and others have situations where they can't go back to work. and God show us in outside of our church community. How can we give, serve, come alongside? God, we want to be your church, loving this community of Waterloo Region and beyond. Holy Spirit, we believe you speak to us. And you will speak through us, as Apostle Paul said, to bring comfort and compassion to others. And so, Father, we invite you to keep doing it in Jesus' name. And all the people said? Amen. Amen. I invite you to be seated. We want to walk by the Holy Spirit. Hey, worship team, we're coming back to you. Sorry, I prompted you a little early. You guys were running. I heard you. We're coming back to worship, and give me a few more minutes, though. I told them the cue was when I stood up. Whoops, I forgot to. I stood up when I prayed. I'll stand up again. But they're ready, right? They're ready to worship. We want to worship again. Yeah. Mm. going to move right into just a focus of our message this morning and give you the title today. Um, Yeah, we haven't got to the message yet, but we're into it. The title is GC2 brought to life by the Holy Spirit. GC2 brought to life by the Holy Spirit. GC squared, if you're a bit of a math enthusiast. Uh, What does GC stand for? The Great Commandments and the Great Commission. There's two of them. That's what we're squaring in, all right? The great, Great Commandments and the Great Commission. How does the Holy Spirit bring life to these? Because these are two very important areas that God has called us to walk out in the midst of the past 20 months, in the midst of whatever tragedies might be in the future, in the midst of where life is at right now. So how does the Holy Spirit bring life to these two areas? Let me talk about the Greatest Commandments. And they are found in Matthew 22. Matthew 22 is where Jesus was questioned and asked by an expert in the law. He was asked, what is the greatest commandment of all time? And Jesus answered with these words. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets are hanging on these two commandments. We, as followers of Jesus, are called to love. We are called to love, to love God first. I love that, I love that Jesus got to answer this question, that he was asked it. (laughs) And he said, Here's what you are to do: is you are to love God. The Lord your God, first and foremost, out of all things. Not with just a little bit of you, not with just one hour on one day of the week, but love the Lord your God with every ounce of what you have inside of you, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. We are to respond to love God and love Him only. And Jesus is setting us up this way for a reason. Do you know why? Because when you plug into the Father and love him as he loves you, that he's going to empower you to do a whole lot more loving in this world. Because God is love, John tells us. And when we respond to his love with love from our hearts, that he said, now you're ready. I will give you my love so that you can love One another, whether you like them or not. And interestingly, we don't even have to ask God, do you do you love, do you like everybody you love? (laughs) It's not a question you have to ask God. But what we the answer is, He will empower you with His love so that you can love even your neighbor. Now, Jesus tells us in Luke chapter 10 who our neighbor is. It may be the person who's walking down the street who is a complete stranger. And God gives you this overwhelming compassion to love and offer comfort to them. When he does, I encourage you to go with it. See what God is wanting to do. Maybe it's somebody who lives on your street. (laughs) That's your neighbor. Funny enough, right? That God preps you and primes you with his love so that you can actually love somebody who lives in your backyard back to back or on the side neighbor who has a dog that yaps every morning at 6 o'clock or chases shadows at 11 o'clock at night. But God gives you love for people. It's the Holy Spirit in you that will make that love possible to come out of you. Because some of you are saying, as soon as I said the yappy dog, you thought of people in your neighborhood. <laughs> or you, you, there's another situation of in your neighborhood, and you're like, uh, I don't want to be called to love that person. <laughs> God actually makes it possible for you to love because he loved us even when we were still in sin. Therefore, it's possible for the God of love to give you the capacity to love other people. The greatest commandments is what God calls us to focus on (laughs) more than anything, more than memorizing scripture, more than reading the Bible. (laughs) more than actually expressing back songs that we'd find that we like, whether it's Bethel or Elevation or Coin and Ear. No, actually, God calls you to love him first. You can love him through some of those different expressions, but don't mix them up and say, well, I read the Bible, so that's loving God. God knows your heart, and he wants you to love him so you can love others. And that's why he gave you the Holy Spirit, to make it possible Let me talk about the second one, is the Great Commission, Matthew 28. You'll find these words, some of the last words Jesus spoke while he was on this earth. And he said to his disciples, his followers, go and make disciples, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus gave these words to us still today, But we might be thinking, God, this world is way too noisy for me to go and share your love. People don't want to listen about your love today. People don't want to hear your truth. They've got their own truth. God, this isn't a day and age where we could just go like the disciples. They had it easy. This is hard today. Can you imagine actually saying that? you got to go back and read the Acts of the Apostles and how hard it was. But the great commission that Jesus has called us to is only possible if we have the Holy Spirit moving and flowing within us. Because the God of comfort and compassion is actually what stirs in us to have compassion to share his good news, his love with the people around us. Whether it's convenient for us or not. Whether it's comfortable for us or not. The Holy Spirit is the one who empowers you to testify that he is God. And he has not left you alone. And so friends, that's why we call you to come and be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit fills us at salvation. I want no doubt about that. When you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God sends you the gift of the Holy Spirit and he fills you. And then we read in Scripture The text says that he will continue to fill you and overflow in you every day. And so that's why we encourage and teach is saying walk in the Spirit every day of your life and let him overflow through you so that you can walk by the step of the Spirit so you can listen for his voice, so you can follow him and you can experience his love, his compassion, his Spirit welling up in you. Hmm. I was reminded this week, I, I just took some time to pray for our staff. We have staff meeting every Wednesday morning. And we, it was a prayer time this past Wednesday. And we pray often for all of you. Pray for the Quirinia community larger. And I was moved to pray for our staff individually. The Holy Spirit just prompted me, Brian, pray for the, not just the staff member, but their family as well. And the Holy Spirit kept giving me visions of our staff as I prayed. And I could feel his heart compassion for them. And I could feel that connect with my heart. The Holy Spirit does that when we step in and say, God, how do you want to speak in the quiet? How do you want to speak in this moment? Friends, the Spirit of God is present here because we've invited him. He's present with you because you have faith in the Son, Jesus. Is the Holy Spirit enough for you? Is, this is the real time I'm going to stand up. Is the Holy Spirit enough for you? He is God who wants to continue to lead you in a course to connect with the Father, because the Father knows what your tomorrow will bring. Do you believe that? The Father knows what your tomorrow will bring. And the Father knows that if you trust him, he will guide you with wherever your needs are at, wherever your emotions are at, wherever your thoughts are at. And so I'm going to call us back to worship, to worship God, as the God who's enough. If your bones feel dry, and we get to align in the song that lines up with that, invite God to awaken your bones again. If you feel a stirring in your heart to rise up with faith and say, I just want to declare more boldly than I have in the past that, that I stand and believe in God, that he's my source. I encourage you to sing out with every breath you have in your lungs. Let the God of all creation know that you love him, that he's enough, that you can only go into tomorrow when he's with you. Do you want to worship? Let's join in. If you're in the Impact Center, would you stand? Stand with us. Let's enter in and express to God that we know he is here leading us now. Let's worship him. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We want to encourage you to let the Holy Spirit sink today's message into your heart, to let it transform you and bring new life. If you want to learn more about Koinonia, you can go to kcf.life to get connected. Thank you for being a part of our community. If today's message encouraged you, we would love for you to rate it and review it and share it with a friend. We love you. Let's continue to build God's kingdom together.